T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on a Monday, a Reaction Monday. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Max Power producing for us. Your calls, 869-1240. Wow, what a weekend of football it was again. A great weekend of baseball. We've got you all covered today. NFL, KU's, first lo- uh, KU's second loss, but uh, first one that makes us pause just just a little bit, maybe. We'll get into all of that in the second hour. Tommy, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Jacob. A lot to respond to uh, today from over the weekend, the full slate of uh, college games, NFL games, just wildness. And, and we always do this on a Monday, Reaction Monday. We always talk about how incredible and a, a, what a wild weekend it was. And this week is no exception. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was wild. So KU, they fall in Norman. We'll get into that. We want to get into that at the top of the next hour. We'll spend uh, most of our time here in the first hour on the NFL. And that, of course, uh, was, you know, the NFL just doing what it does. The Giants beat the Ravens, right? As we all expected. Cleveland, behind their third string quarterback, goes to Cleveland and wins. The Jets go to Lambeau and beat the Packers. The Falcons double up the 49ers. The Steelers knock off the Bucks, and on and on and on. It's just a regular old NFL Sunday in 2022. Yeah, nothing new about that, right? I mean, every time you think you've got an idea of where, you know, at least a handful of these teams are in the NFL, um, another week of games comes along and, man, just everything is turned on its head. So there are so many different uh, teams that we didn't expect at the beginning of the season to be where they are right now. I look at the the New York Giants and the New York Jets. How about football in the state of New York right now? And, of course, the Buffalo Bills. Just overall, I mean, that's got to be the best state right now uh, to be an NFL fan. Uh, Just incredible, all three of those teams. 
Yeah, and, and I think what we try to do now is find what's sustainable, right? Like, do we really believe the Jets are sustainable at, at the clip that they're on? No, I don't think anybody does. Uh, the Giants, I, I still don't, but they just keep proving everybody wrong, right? Um, you get into it and you really dig in, and it makes a really interesting game tonight, by the way, between the Broncos and the Chargers, which we can get into later. But it's hard to get things figured out this year. And I think for the teams that are generally figuring it out, it makes them feel quite a bit stronger at the moment. Philadelphia last night. Yes, Dallas is on its second string quarterback. By the way, there's no quarterback controversy in Dallas. We'll talk about that later. But Philadelphia looks good last night. Remain the only unbeaten team. And the Bills and the Chiefs, I think those are the three teams right now at the top. The Bills and the Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs lost at home to Arrow at Arrowhead, but does anybody feel like the Chiefs aren't one of the best two or three teams in football? Because I don't think that they are. And we'll start there with the Bills Chiefs. But Tommy, that was a another classic, another great game. Um, some of the landmines as far as the shootout over stuff we kind of hinted at Friday came true. I, I, you know, the over scared me. It scared me because of really what happened in this game. Now, it was a little bit fluky, though, because there were a lot of points left on the field inside the red zone for both teams. But either way, we got another fantastic game to watch. Uh, there, you know, you got both quarterbacks playing at a high, high level, even though Mahomes made some critical mistakes. And. I don't feel any worse about the Chiefs. I, in fact, I feel about the same. You know, they, they were so decimated in the secondary in that game, yet they found a way to hang in there, and they and they darn near won that thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this game uh, against Buffalo, and I, I think back to the loss against the Colts. Like, that's the one that is still glaring the most to me. Uh, with, you know, this team should be 5-1 and one, uh, right now as opposed to 4-2. and two. But it, it's interesting how this game played out. And again, it, it kind of – the NFL – uh, you, you think you have it figured out, and then, of course, all hell breaks loose, and you have no idea exactly where teams stand. And, and this game played out in a different way than I think a lot of people expected, um, where really it was Kansas City's offense that left you know some some things to be dis to, to be desired as opposed to the defense. The defense played relatively well for the most part. Again, it was another pretty good game that was called by Steve Spagnola outside of a couple of big plays from Buffalo, which you're going to have. I mean, that high-powered offense, they're going to do that to you. Uh, but all in all, defensively, I felt like the, I felt like Kansas City played pretty well for the most part. It was the offense and it was the mistakes that were made offensively that really contributed to the loss for Kansas City. I said this on social media after the game. Uh, I'm doubling down on it right now. Uh, and it's not going to be popular, but it's the truth. That loss is 100% squarely on the shoulders of Patrick Mahomes and a couple of the decisions he made. Um, you know, the, the couple of interceptions he made, neither one of them should have happened, but they did. And of course, now we're looking at a 24-20 Buffalo win. Yeah, I mean, look, the two interceptions turned out to be two critical plays in the game. Um, Mahomes, I wouldn't say Mahomes played poorly. He just no. made a couple of bad decisions. And Josh Allen, after that day, had a better game. Um, but those are decisions you can't make if you're Patrick Mahomes and you're playing against the Bills inside Arrowhead. Like, and, and yeah, that's where I, I mean, right? I mean, it's, it happens once in a blue moon. It's not, you know, it's it, the Bills deserve some credit. They've got a pretty phenomenal defense too. But yeah, look, the two the two key mistakes stand out for sure. Um, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's interesting that you go out there. I mean, it's a it's a strange place to go anytime anybody criticizes the Chiefs. Tommy, you were trying to let me have it yesterday. 
about the wide receivers when I was talking about the wide receivers. Like, people get defensive about the Chiefs. I get it. But, yeah, they're not going to play perfect every game, and this team does have flaws, probably more flaws than it's had in years past, but flaws that are not fatal flaws, I would say. The defense is better than it played yesterday, one, because it was it, it will be healthier, but two, remember, so much of the defense is infused with really young guys who are still learning. That's a great test for them yesterday. That's a great uh, bar to set for those young players to see. This is what it's going to take to win a Super Bowl because it may go through Buffalo. It probably will go through Buffalo, and we've got to beat these guys. Well, let's get Willie Gay back and McDuffie and all these guys in our secondary, and, and we'll get them the next time, right? Like, it's okay for the Chiefs to not be there now to point that out and expect for them to still be able to get there lately. Because I got to tell you, after yesterday, I think that they definitely can. Obviously, Buffalo's not much better than Kansas City if they're better because Kansas City had that game until the final drive, right? And and, and you Buffalo's got its injuries too. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I mean, Buffalo's the better team on October 17th. Can Kansas City be the better team on January 17th? Absolutely they can. And I think right now it's clearly these two teams above everybody else. Well, there's not a doubt in my mind that Buffalo in the offseason went out and strengthened its defense for the express purpose of beating Kansas City. Like, that's why they did that. That's why they went out and got Von Miller, who was an impact player yesterday, and looked like uh, the the Von Miller that we saw for multiple years in Denver early in his career. He played a fantastic game. But that's why, I mean, the, the AFC East... They've they've got that right. I mean, they're head and shoulders above the the other teams in that division. I know that the Dolphins have played well at times. Hey, the Patriots got to win, and of course, the Jets got to win too. But let's be real: the the Bills are the class team in that AFC East. So they went out and they strengthened a defense to beat Kansas City, and um, they, they were able to do that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was under duress quite a bit in that game. We know his escapability. We know what Patrick Mahomes can do, uh, scrambling and and you know making magic happen. Uh, but that that's a lot of what we saw yesterday, where the Buffalo defense came after him. He scrambled and, you know, he, he made some good plays, some things that we look at Mahomes and we're like, yeah, that's what he does week in and week out. But some of that pressure that Buffalo put on him, I think also led to the bad decisions that Mahomes made. Yeah. Look, Buffalo's good. And and Kansas city made its changes in the off season to be Buffalo too. I mean, it's, you know, the, both of these teams understand that they have to be better defensively. And they've both gone and attacked that. By the way, I don't think Buffalo's done getting better either. Singletary looked good yesterday, but the Chiefs' run defense we'll get to in a minute did not look good. Christian McCaffrey's floating around there. If you're Buffalo, you're the team willing to go all in. I mean, I think that they could – I think that Buffalo could still get stronger by the end of the year, I guess is how I'll say it. Um which is frightening, but whatever. Let's break it down for the Chiefs because, yeah, we talked about this in our BetQL chat. Uh, I, I, the, the run defense is becoming a little bit of a concern here now two weeks in a row. Josh Jacobs has looked good against everybody this year, right? So we saw that and we were like, okay, that was interesting. But Devin Singletary hasn't looked good against everybody, and he looked pretty good yesterday. 
Um, Buffalo didn't fully commit to the run. They still threw it 40 times. But, you know, the Chiefs are going to need to to not let that happen. Like, they've got to be good on run defense or teams are going to keep their offense off the field. And that's always the way people have played the Chiefs in the Patrick Mahomes era. But, Tommy, I'm not sure that this version of the Chiefs offense that will be good for because this version of the Chiefs offense doesn't have Tyreek Hill. And we did get a couple breakoff plays yesterday. But generally speaking, from what we've seen this year, this is not like the quick strike Chiefs offense that we've seen in years past. They're going to have to be able to stop the run because they're probably, if they can't, they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get nearly as many reps. And and that's that's different for this team than it has been in years past. Well, and don't forget that the Kansas City gets Willie Gay back next week. And so, you know, he's a run stopper. That's what he's there for is to stop the run. So that should help. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it was really exposed the last two weeks that Kansas City can't stop the run. Devin Singletary averaged five yards a carry, got 85 yards on the ground. and, And he's a bottom tier running back in the NFL and was able to get that uh, off of the chiefs yesterday. So that they absolutely need help in, in stopping the run. Willie Gay returning will um, help to provide that, but Nick Bolton and Darius Harris, those, those linebackers played really well in the absence of Willie Gay. Like you can't ask a whole lot more from those guys. Nick Bolton was the leading tackler yesterday and was everywhere. And just the motor that he has, he has really stepped up in Willie Gay's absence to kind of lead that linebacking core for Kansas City. So I think that you continue to have, you know, his impact with Willie Gay. That should help pretty significantly. I thought that what was almost more concerning than stopping the run for Kansas City's defense was the lack of pressure they were able to get on Josh Allen. Like Steve Spagnola blitzed multiple times. And was able to disrupt him somewhat, but I I mean, was there a single, there was maybe one sack. Chris Jones had one sack in that game. That was it. And they threw a lot of pressure at Josh Allen's. Now, part of that is the escapability that Allen has um, and just the overall talent level that Josh Allen has, but they've got to, if they're going to continue to throw pressure at the quarterback, regardless of who the team is, they're playing, they've got to get more action at the quarterback than what they were able to do yesterday. Yeah, it's um, it, it it's I I just I don't feel. I don't want to say I feel encouraged after yesterday, but there's so many pieces of yesterday's game that I think are encouraging for the Chiefs. The Bills, the Bills certainly feel great too, right? Like don't don't get me wrong, the Bills are ahead right now. Uh, Josh Allen's ahead of Mahomes right now. No, that doesn't mean I I, I would take him over Mahomes. I don't think that I would, but right now he's playing better. He's playing better than everybody. I mean, he's he's out of his mind right now. Um, but there are so many things in that Chiefs game that that make me think, man, they're going to be right there. Like this, we're we're going to see these two teams play again, and we're going to see them play in the postseason. Because I I think what concerns we have for really for both of these teams are are very fixable. Again, I called it a fatal flaw. I don't see a fatal flaw for either of these teams, especially when you look across the NFL at what's happening. Like there aren't just a lot of great teams this year. And these are two of the three, it would appear. And I think there may only be three right now. That'll change. Obviously some teams will get much better and and some teams will fall down a little bit, but these appear to be the two of the top three teams going. I think offensively, you know, that we'll see. I think the challenge for this team will still be in the wide receiver room, but I, I, you know, it's been 
three or four years since we've seen Juju break off plays like that. That was a great sign. I don't know yeah. if it's sustainable. I hope it is. Um, Travis Kelsey, Buffalo does not allow production of the tight ends, which just consider that when you consider Travis Kelsey's greatness because he still had a big game, even though Buffalo doesn't let tight ends do that historically. Um, you know, we're seeing still the ball spread around tremendously. And here was the other thing that I liked. It was a zero game for Marquez Valdez-Scantling after he came off of a nice game, but McCole Hardman had a big play. And if McCole Hardman can give them a big play or two big plays in a game, let me let me rephrase that. If the combination of McCole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling can give them two to three big game, big plays in a game, I think that'll help, but they still do need somebody else to step up. But Juju played great. Juju filled the void, right? He had two big plays that we haven't seen him make since, like, he was Antonio Brown's number two. Like, it's been a long time since Juju's broken him off like that. So that's a great sign. Again, I don't know if it's sustainable, but that's obviously why they brought him in here. We'll see. Mahomes is finding a way, though, to spread it around, and I don't know that he's just going to lock in on anybody outside of Kelsey like he has in years past. Will it be as explosive? No. Can it be really, really good? Absolutely. And we're seeing it. And we saw it yesterday. Yeah. And, and Dan Israel said as much last week on the on the show about how there's going to be a different wide receiver every week that Patrick Mahomes zeroes in on. And, you know, yesterday it was Juju, which was great. It was great to see him break that off. And McCole Hardman had a good game, too. Um, of course, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, I think he was targeted three times, no catches, no yards. Uh, forgettable yeah. day for him, but it's just a different guy stepping up offensively, and we've talked about this quite a bit, offensively, the concern is running the football. Uh, and what what is that going to look like? You know, Clyde edwards Lair ran for 33 yards, had nine he carries. Didn't look good. Didn't look good. good Pacheco honestly didn't look that great running the football, mm-hmm. and McKinnon was nowhere to be found. You know, two carries for one yard, and he was the guy that, you know, looked outstanding running the football against Vegas last week. And so there's concerns there about what they're going to do running the football and what that looks like. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that that's the fatal flaw for Kansas city, because I don't think it is. I think they it's, have I mean, enough it's been weapons a flaw for them for three years, right? It has it's, been, and they, yeah. and they compensate for it. You know, they work around it. They make it work. So I don't think that's a fatal flaw, but to back to your point about not thinking that there is a fatal flaw for Kansas city. I would say that if there is one, and I'm not suggesting at this point it is, but I think it could be, it's the secondary for Kansas city. And if, if, if the chiefs are unable if they're going to blitz and they're unable to get to the quarterback, what that ends up doing is it leaves the young cornerbacks on an island. And we saw it with Joshua Williams getting picked on multiple times with both Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. And that's a recipe for disaster for Kansas City. So if they're not yeah. going to be able to get good pressure on the quarterback, they, they can't trust their young cornerbacks right now on an island. And you can't do that. It doesn't work. You got to get healthy in the secondary. They the Chiefs have things that have to get better for sure. I just think like the secondary, for instance, we should get McDuffie back soon, and they'll be healthier than they were last week. So as far as fatal flaws, I think the remedy is is there for them, right? It's getting healthier. Um, you know, a lot of these things, and we did wonder about the defense, and the defense is still a concern because the defense we saw in the first few weeks was much better than the defense we've seen in the last few weeks, but it's but it's been pretty banged up. And, yeah, Chris Jones has to have help, right? Like, they have got to get something else from from the rest of those defensive linemen or 
or I don't know if Spagnolo can figure out that that piece of it. And and having McDuffie back in somebody that you trust more in the secondary certainly will help that because it will allow them to manufacture the pressure rather than just you know inherently get it with their with their front four. That's fine. Um, it's but it does. Yeah, it has to get better. I just think it can get better. I, I will say this. And and I'm not. It's always hard for me to evaluate this because there's not. It's not as tangible as some of the other things. But I don't think the line has looked particularly good in the last couple of weeks. Um, definitely not, you know, run blocking. But just in general, Mahomes always seems like he's under fire, and they're not getting any push with the run game. So I do think the line does like the line is something that's been interesting. Like they, they, you're going to have to, they're going to have to get quite a bit better than they've looked the last couple of weeks, I think. Um, and I think that that's probably not that big a deal because last year and most of this year, we've seen them be good. I'm not sure what's happened. Cause it's, I mean, it's essentially the same group of guys. I, I, I don't know what that's from, but that is a little bit concerning because if you can't run block, you at least got to pass block, right? Like if you can't run block, you at least have to give them homes all the time in the world. And they haven't done either of those things the last couple of weeks. I, I think that Travis Kelsey at this point, that's that's the other thing that concerns me a little bit is he is so critical right now to everything offensively and – you know, the most durable player on the roster, basically. That's great. You count on that. But they, they I still do think they've got to they've got to get a little bit more out of somebody in that pass game. I think Hardman and Valdez Scantling, we can count as one player, right? Is that fair? Like one of those guys has to do what one of them has done in almost every game this year. I don't think they're going to both be on the field doing that thing. I think one of them needs to. Juju needs to be Look, Juju doesn't need to rip off 42-yard. I mean, that'd be great if he does that every week. He just got to catch every pass they throw to him because typically his, you know, yards per catch and run after the catch is non-existent. Again, yesterday was great to see. Uh, but they still do need something because Kelsey just doesn't seem, and maybe it is, but he's, you know, eight, nine catches a game for a tight end that's in there, take, you know, heavy blocking every play. It just seems like they're living a little bit dangerously there. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you know, Nance and Romo on the broadcast were talking about his durability and how he hasn't crazy. missed a game since 2013. And I'm like, what, why are you saying that? Like, I don't right. want to put that in the universe right, right now. Uh, but you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think that as far as the trust factor that Patrick Mahomes has with his wide receivers, and I'm, I'm excluding Travis Kelsey from this because we all know that the connection that Mahomes has with Kelsey, but for the wide receivers – I think it's pretty clear that the most consistent trust that Mahomes has is with McCole Hardman. And I think it's because he's been there for long enough to build that rapport. He's not as dynamic as Tyreek Hill. He's probably not even as dynamic as Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But I think there is a little bit of a trust factor there. And regardless, and I know that you've said it before, that you think he's a gadget player, and that's fine. But regardless of that, I don't think you can deny the the trust that Mahomes has in Hardman probably right now more than any other wide receiver that they have. There, there's no denying it because we've seen it for three years. Mahomes will not give up on McCole Hardman, despite the mistakes he's made over the years. And he hasn't, he hasn't made them this year. But over the years, when we've seen him make mistakes, 
Mahomes goes right back to him, right? And you can see it. Like, you can visibly, like, see Mahomes talk to him like, and, and specifically target him to get him through it. And I think it's because Mahomes understands how important Hardman is to the offense. His ability to do the unique things that he does, again, it's not line up on the outside and be a, you know, eight-target-a-game receiver. That's never going to happen, no matter what people want to happen. But that doesn't mean he can't totally change this offense, and he's really important to it. He has been for a long time. That, I mean, he's been he's had that role in this offense now for, what are we, in year four of his yeah. versatility, and it's important to the offense. So, yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I don't know. You know, Juju breaking off those big plays goes a long way, but Juju did everything the last two weeks prior, th- really four weeks prior, to not earn the trust of Patrick Mahomes, dropping passes, doing nothing after the catch. All of those kinds of things. Mahomes does seem guarded this year with that trust. I I, I think you're onto something there, and and that'll go away. I mean, it's a it's a totally new room. How could he not have to develop that? What a game! Let's come back. Let's talk about what it means for the Bills. We talked a lot about the Chiefs there. It sounds like we're both fine. I mean, Chiefs lose the game, yeah, but I I don't. I think the Chiefs are going to be right back in the AFC Championship. But for the Bills. How clearly does it establish them as the best team? Does it establish them as the best team? And, you know, outside of a 13-second miracle, they've kind of owned the Chiefs the last couple of years. We'll talk about that next on Sports Daily. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. It's a reaction Monday. There's never enough time on Mondays to observe everything we saw over the weekend, but we always give it a shot here. 869-1240. We've been talking Chiefs. We'll go a little bit further into uh, this game and what it means, but look at the other side of it now with the Bills, and we'll get to some of the other NFL storylines from Sunday in our next segment. KU talk, uh, loss number two in a row coming at the top of next hour. The Bills, Tommy, I think, you know, I think established themselves as a clear number one. Man, Philadelphia just keeps winning. And I know, you know, the circumstances were different. And I actually thought the Cowboys did a nice job last night of making that game interesting late. Eagles are 6-0. and uh, The Bills are 5-1. and They had that weird game that they lost. I think the Bills are pretty clearly one, right? You're not you're not letting the Eagles sniff that that perch yet, are you? No, not at all. Buffalo is the best team in the NFL, um, and it's not even close. I mean, I, I think that the the Eagles are are solid, and I think that they proved that last night that this is not a fluke uh, of a start to the season for them. But as far as the overall talent and the firepower, it's absolutely Buffalo. Yeah, they, the firepower definitely is there. Philadelphia just does unique things that I think make them really interesting. Um, the, the way they play defense, Jalen Hurts' ability to keep drives going with his legs, which Buffalo has both of those things too. Uh, but, you know, in, an, in a year where it's really hard to win any game that you play, Philly 6-0 and is important. But, yes, Buffalo is the best team in football. Buffalo, if you really look at it too, against Kansas City, remember last year in October about this time, they kind of whooped on the Chiefs a little bit at Arrowhead. 38-20 win. Then you had the wacky playoff game where you had the final drive and, you know, all the things that happened. And then yesterday, the Bills get the win again. So in this Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, you know, the early rounds of what we assume will be the next great quarterback battle dynasty, the Bills are kind of kind of really laying it to the Chiefs a little bit outside of that massive, miraculous comeback win in the postseason last year, which, of course, when it counts the most. But Buffalo's established itself just fine in this little rivalry we've got going. They have. And, you know, it's kind of like catching lightning in a bottle where, you know, they've got a, a dynamic quarterback in Josh Allen and not just throwing the football, 
but with his legs as well. You know, a couple of those runs yesterday that Josh Allen had, I mean, they were they were spectacular. They were great. And then you have the other offensive weapons that he's got and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and, you know, Dawson Knox and, you know, that he's got other guys too. I, I know that like Isaiah McKenzie had a really bad game, uh, but Khalil Shakir had a, had a good game. I mean, some of these guys, he's got the weapons to be able to get the ball to them. And I think that you look at what they do offensively and the kind of quarterback that Josh Allen is and the plays that he is able to make whether it's with his arm or his legs. And I've not felt that way watching a quarterback since I've, I watched Patrick Mahomes. Like it's Mahomes and it's Allen. Like there's not another quarterback in the league that does the kinds of things that those two guys do. Who are you taking right now? You get to build around them for the rest of their careers. There's right a this new second, Josh Allen. with Josh every Allen. player. Yeah. Josh Allen, right? I mean, I, I love I, Patrick Mahomes. He's a once-in-a-generation quarterback. He's the franchise guy mm. long-term for Kansas City. Love him to death. But, man, Josh Allen is, is playing incredible football right now. I don't know the answer to that. I, I still, honestly, I still think I would lean to Mahomes. I, here's here's what I always try to go through, and I love them both. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, here's what I lean to in deciding that. Well, Al, Allen's an incredible athlete. He's a unicorn just for his athletic ability, right? It's like you've got Cam Newton out there with the passing ability of, I, I, um, I you know, I don't know who I'd compare his passing ability to, but it, it, Cam Newton is a much better passer. How about that? And I, and Cam Newton was a great player, but Josh Allen's that kind of athlete and that kind of runner when he wants to be hurtling guys. I don't know how you're, how are you ever allowed to be called for roughing the passer when Josh Allen does what he does as a runner? Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem yeah. fair. But or the shoulder. If, yeah, if you if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Bills and Josh Allen on the Chiefs as they currently are constructed, when I play that through in my head, that's where I still lean Mahomes. I I, I do think Mahomes is a better passer. I think Allen does the other things. And I think Mahomes is a great sneaky athlete too. Robert Sala famously saying, don't let his old man run fool you. And and don't because he is as escapable a quarterback as we've ever seen that can run just fine when he needs to. He may not look like Josh Allen when he runs it, but it's effective. I think if you put Mahomes in that Bills offense or Allen in the Chiefs offense, you'd, you'd see that Patrick Mahomes would be uh, ahead of Allen. So I think why we, we are seeing Allen be ahead right now is because, quite frankly, the offense he plays in is better. They just have better players at this very moment. Uh, obviously, Kelsey's there, but you can't you can't deny Diggs and Davis. Are you kidding me? And even Knox. Like, he's got incredible pass catchers. Diggs and Davis are as good a pair, a good as, uh, a pair of receivers as the NFL has. So I'll still slightly lead Mahomes, and that's not the common or the – the general thought anymore among people that, you know, cover the NFL, most people have elevated Allen to that point. I still think Mahomes does things that we don't and have never seen people do. So I'll I'll slight lean, but my goodness, I hope that these two franchises stay really good for the next decade so yeah. that we can see these two guys square off all the time, just like we used to see Tom Brady and Peyton Manning square off all the time. There is nothing better in sports, quite frankly, than good NFL play 
and teams that have good NFL play playing an NFL football game. It's just, it's why the league needs to protect these quarterbacks. It's why I have no problem with it, because when you don't have good quarterback play, it's hard to watch. Anybody remember Bears Commanders, right? Like, Mm. you got to have good quarterback. And these two are as good as we've ever seen. Now, granted, they got a long way to go before we can say, you know, put them in like best ever conversation type stuff. But at the moment they're playing, they're they're as good as any we've ever seen do it. The the bottom line for me, and, and I this it's kind of like I don't even want to say one and two. It's like one A and one B. You know, right. like that's kind of I where agree. it is right now. I agree with that with those two guys. But one thing that Mahomes has always been known for and credited for for good reason is the play is never dead with Patrick Mahomes. Like it's yeah. it's it's never dead. The only other quarterback that can do that in the NFL is Josh Allen. The play is never dead with Josh Allen, and you know so it's. Again, it's 1A and 1B, and so there are so many different different attributes that they both have, the athleticism, the escapability, the way that they're able to scramble, extend plays, the, the passing, um, but the weapons that Josh Allen has right now, yes, they are they're above Kansas City in that regard, and so if we're looking at the overall player right now, uh, I, I still slightly give the nod to Josh Allen right now based off of what they're doing this year. Um, but man, uh, it's, it's I kind of, it. I mean, I, I don't think like if you're draft, like the, that question of if you're drafting one of those two guys and who would you rather have, I don't think you can lose with either one of them. Right. I mean, you just can't. Yeah. And Herbert. And that's Herbert kind of a cop out. I get it. That's kind of a cop out. No, it's not answer. a cop like, out because you can't and lose with either one. Here's, here's what I'll say about Allen. I, I think Mahomes for me has always had a comp, right? he's unique in what he does, but he comps to Aaron Rodgers to me and always has. Big arm, insanely accurate, and extends plays at a level that fools our eyes because they do it in such subtle ways. I've always thought Mahomes looks like Rodgers. That's who I've always thought of, right? I I can never think of anybody Josh Allen looks like because he's he's so unique in his skill set, right? He's massive. He can run. He's got a huge arm, and the one knock on him was he was not accurate, right, coming into the league because all those other things were apparent, but teams shied away a bit because he was in an accurate passer. Well, he's become an accurate passer, and that almost never happens in the NFL. And so it's like, okay, who do we compare him to? I mean, I don't – I honestly, I, I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger, but more athletic? Like, I don't, I don't know who – like, I don't know who would even fit the bill for him. Mahomes is always comp to Rodgers for me. Always has. And that's a great, that like, that's a compliment. I don't think, I don't think Allen comps to anybody, and I think that's why the general, you know, NFL viewing audience or scouts, are, I think that's why they get so enamored with Allen because they've never seen anything like it, like him. Mahomes does these wacky and crazy things and is so ambidextrous and all those things and escape a bit. But but I think we've seen players like him in that, like, and I mean this as a compliment because I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the best that's ever done it. But like Rodgers, but a chance to be even better than Rodgers has been. That's what I think of with Mahomes. I don't I, I don't have a comparable player to Josh Allen. I can't. I can't put a finger on who I would compare him to because I don't think there is anybody to compare him to. Yeah, I, I think that maybe the the one guy historically in the NFL that 
and I don't even think this is incredibly close, but it's the closest I can come up with is maybe John Elway, like the, the size, the arm strength Elway did have some escapability, um, you know, in his career. Um, so I, I guess maybe him. Um, but even then, like, I, I don't think that that's super close. Um, but I don't know. I mean, of course you, I want to see, and I think the world wants to see the way that these two quarterbacks continue to develop in their careers and what, yep. not, not only what the teams that they have surrounding them are able to do with the weapons and the wide receivers and all of that. I just want to see the growth and the development of both of these two guys. I mean, they're both what? 26 years old. They're less than a year apart in age. And we've got a long time. You would think to continue to watch their games develop. And if they're, if they're greatness now at 26, what are they going to look like at 29 or at 31 or at 34? Well, I, I, I think this, that Mahomes a year longer in the league is facing the first hurdle to tell you if these guys can do what has made Tom Brady so great. And that's be good no matter who's around him, right? Yeah. Mahomes right now had to have the offense retooled because that's the business of football. That's just the way it is. So he's working through that now where Allen is not yet doing that. At some point, Buffalo's not going to be able to pay all its players either. And we're going to have to see Allen do this without Steph Diggs. And and as that thing, or, well, or without somebody, right? Like whether they re-signed it, whatever it ends up looking like. Mahomes is further along in his NFL career in the sense that he's in that, you know, the first time he's really had to do this. Tom, great, Tom Brady's great because he had, a, he had a different offense. I mean, what, like nine different, eight, ten different times now? And he was always great. So well, I we'll mean, maybe see not on now. that Maybe not this year. Maybe not right now. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there's something there in Tampa, and that's that's a perfect segue to the rest of the NFL, and that's what we'll talk about next. Another, I mean, just absolutely snot slinging drunk weekend for the NFL. Throw your hands up outside of the Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles, because I don't know. I got no idea, and my wallet agrees. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you. Max Power producing for us. Another just wild, wild NFL Sunday. We, right off the top of the show, pointed out some of the ridiculous upsets. And I don't even know if we call them upsets anymore because I just, going in week in and week out, I don't know what to expect. You had the Steelers beat the Bucks. Um I, the Seahawks over the Cardinals, I don't feel like is an upset anymore. The Falcons doubled up the 49ers. The Jets go to Lambeau and beat Green Bay by 17 points. Zappy and the Patriots go to Cleveland and win. Uh, you got the Giants winning again. Like, it's just crazy. And the Giants are 5-4-1 and one now. But, like, what? This is just getting so wild in the NFL right yeah. now. Yeah. And the you know the the Colts who have looked like one of the most inept offenses in the NFL up to this point they hang thirty four on the Jaguars who at one point a couple of weeks ago we thought hey maybe there might be something there with Jacksonville um, I mean God it's it's crazy like it's a, it's a crazy season right now so much parity and all like these teams that are kind of rising from the ashes like I mentioned it at the top of the show the state of New York right now specifically the Giants and the Jets. Um, I mean, God, I don't... When was the last time that both teams were relevant in the NFL at the same time? Like, I, I don't uh -huh. know 
Yeah, it's been it's a been long time. Been a Eli long time. Eli Manning and Chad Pennington would have been the quarterbacks, I think, when that probably happened last. The yeah. Giants are five and one, right behind Philadelphia at six and zero, oh, and Dallas is four and two. The NFC East, where we thought maybe a game over five hundred would win it, looks as good as any division in football. Yeah. And you know, da- and look, last night was really interesting in the sense that one, it put to bed any ridiculous notion that there was a quarterback controversy in Dallas. I think that the Cooper Rush story has been phenomenal, but last night shows us like Cooper Rush is a wonderful asset to have because he's helped the Cowboys win four games while Dak Prescott has been hurt. Dak Prescott is a better and more dynamic quarterback, and they need Dak Prescott back if they want to do anything. I hope that's been cleared up for everybody now. Having Cooper Rush is great, but you know the Cowboys, despite having one of the uh, more questionable in-game decision makers leading the way, they have a long history of finding these guys. But you know they're they're almost four and two despite themselves, and and it's because that defense is so good. But they'll get Dak Prescott back. But that division right now, I mean, again. Put Dable and Canton right now for what he's done with the Giants. I I don't know that people fully understand because why on earth would you watch the Giants? They have had nothing at wide receiver. Like, like nothing. They finally get Wandale Robinson back, but their top four to five wide receivers have been out basically all year. And they're sitting here like this with Daniel Jones, who's been okay. Saquon Barkley's reinvented himself. But, man, you know what they feel like to me, Tommy? Giants teams that have won Super Bowls where you see them go through and you're like, they're not as good as the team they're playing. They did that twice. They won two Super Bowls that way. Yeah, it's 100% the coaching. It's Brian Dable. It's the culture that he's building there outside of Saquon Barkley. Who do they have? Who do they have outside I, I, of Barkley? I mean, they don't. It's it's the 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 coaching. It's the culture that he's instilling there. Um, and I'm telling you, some of that some of that culture might need to be instilled in places like Green Bay and Tampa. Um, I'm not sure who should be more concerned right now, the Packers or the Bucks. Um, well, should Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady be more concerned? The the Packers have a great culture because Lafleur has established quite a thing there. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers expected when he signed the deal that was going to clearly send Devontae Adams away. Um, Rodgers wasn't awful yesterday. I mean, he was okay. But they're just not dynamic offensively right now. And And I don't know how he expected them to be because they haven't had the ability to get there. I'd be more concerned if I'm Tampa because Tampa's starting to get all its weapons back. Yeah. And and they're not, you know, they're not they're just not they had Godwin Can, and Evans right. and Gage and like they they're getting healthier and not getting better. Can I just say really quickly that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers yesterday lost to Kenny Pickett and Zach Wilson? Half of Kenny Pickett. He had to leave that game. Yeah. Trubisky was back in that game. That look, neither of those quarterbacks either Like, Brady was 25 of 40 for 243 yards and a touchdown. Rodgers was essentially that same line, so it wasn't like they were awful. Uh, Their defense has kind of let them down a little bit, but they weren't good enough. I mean, Tampa had a bunch of field goals, and 
in a, in a touchdown. Like, that's not going to be good enough. The Steelers have been one of the worst defenses in football this year. Yeah, no, they should definitely be concerned. We'll give a few thoughts on uh, Monday night football when we come back. We'll have a little bit more time to spend on that, but we'll get you ready for Monday night and then uh, shift in our next full segment to KU Football Sports Daily rolls on a Monday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 